The Rebbe starts off by saying that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was already included also the Geulah HaAsidah. That is, that even though the Geulah HaAsidah is going to be much greater than Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and therefore even according to the opinion that says that we mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim when Mashiach comes, it's still only going to be secondary. And the reason is because in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yamsuf was only what we call Giluyim, a certain level of a revelation of godliness. Whereas La'asid Lavid will be the revelation of the very essence of Hashem, as the Pasuk says, Shem nismuch avoy, then we are going to rejoice in Him in His very essence. And this is also the way it's understood simply, that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was not a complete Geula, and only La'asid Lavi will be a complete Geula, after which there is no Golos. La'asid Lavi, therefore, it says, we're going to sing a Shir Chadash, a new song, but it says in Lashon Zachar, the masculine, meaning it's something that's going to last, as it's explained in Toysvus, as opposed to the other Geulois, Nevertheless, even in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was already included in a concealed way the Geulah HaAsida. So too in regards to Kriyas Yamsuf, that in it was also included in a concealed way the splitting of the river that's going to take place, La'asid Lavoy. And that's what it says, that by Kriyas Yamsuf all the waters split. Even though there is an opinion that Nahar Pros did not split, but generally there was already the, gen- the idea of the rivers splitting, and also, in a concealed way, this, the river of La'asid Lavi that will split when Mashiach comes. However, at that point it was still concealed, and in a revealed way it was Kriyas Yamsuf. And as it was discussed in the mimer of this Fabrengen, that by Kriyas Yamsuf, what happened was there was the splitting of that curtain, of that separation between the spheroids of Zah, that is the Midois, and Malchus. That's represented by the splitting of the sea. We have the sea representing Malchus, so the, the concealment was taken away. However, there will be the splitting of three general curtains that separate various different parts of Ishtal Shalos, sometimes even explain the fourth curtain. But the general idea is that everything split already back then. And this is the general difference between Shvi Shal Pesach and Acharin Shal Pesach. The Shvi Shal Pesach is the idea of Kriyas Yamsuf. And regarding Acharin Shal Pesach, the Baal Shem Tev revealed that then we already have the revelation of the light of Mashiach. From this we understand the tremendous simcha that we need to have on Acharin Shal Pesach. If we had such simcha on the first night of Pesach, how much more so on Acharin Shal Pesach. Now regarding the splitting of the river of Laasid Lavoy, the Pesach says, Banor Yav they're going to pass through the river by foot. From this we understand that the way to come to these great ideas, La'asid Lavoy, is through our Avoidah with our feet. Which means our Avoidah dealing with simple things. And that's the main Avoidah before the Geula, in the time of Ikvas of the Mashiach, which also means the heels of Mashiach. And it's specifically through them that we come to the Gili of La'asid Lavoy. And since the general Achan of Mashiach is through Yafutsu Maynasech Chutzah by spreading Chassidus to the outside, it's understood that here too, the main thing is the practical, the bottom line, the Maisa B'poyol, the foot. And therefore, from, as time goes on, the closer we get to B'yas HaMashiach, the more is demanded of doing Maisa B'poyol practically in spreading Hasidus. For example, the idea of the establishment of Yeshiva's Toim Chet was in order that the Talmidiyat Mim should be Neiris Lahoyer lamps to shine, even though in previous generations this was not as needed. And even more so was added in the generation 
of Kvoit Kedusha Smoyri Vichami Admor of my father-in-law that he demanded even more so that there should be Neir Yislohar that we should illuminate the darkness of the world and in his generation from year to year even more of this Avoida was demanded. The Freed could have said once that the Lubavitch went through ten Goliaths through ten different stages of moving from one place to the other and he enumerated them in, in detail starting from going to, to Rastov all the way to coming to America and in accordance with this, every single year there was more and more demanded in the Maisim Apoyal of spreading Hasidus. And because of this, says the Rebbe, was also established the concept of Talucha, that every single Yom Tif we go to spread Hasidus to even to the lowest places, to the furthest places. That means to bring also to the Yidin that are on the level of Chaytev Eitzecha, figuratively speaking, so to speak, the woodchoppers, even the simplest Yid, that they too should be connected to the wellsprings of Taitis Hasidus. And specifically, in our case, the Talucha that just took place the previous day on Shvi Shal Pesach and continued into Achron Shal Pesach, so there is connected with the Simcha of Chag Pesach and also the Simcha of L'Asid Lavoy, as said before, Shom Nismachavoy. The Rebbe concluded that all of those that went to the Talucha should say L'chaim, should sing a Freilich Anigin, and Bakar of Mamash will be Zoycha to that promise of Benor Yavru Viragel Shom Nismachavoy. In the following Sicha, the Rebbe starts off by saying, that Pesach is called in the Torah as Man Chayrasenu. And since Torah calls it Chayrus, that means it's freedom from all things, both things from the outside as well as things from the inside. And since the things that are specifically connected to Pesach in a positive way that we have to go ahead and do are three things, Pesach, Matzah, and Moroir, so in all three of them need to be expressed, the concept of Chayrus. The Rebbe says, seemingly it's not understood. We understand that Pesach, the carbon Pesach, represents freedom. Both as far as eating the carbon Pesach, the way it's roasted with the whole body, which is all done in a very chashava way, in a very important and great way, like for great people to eat. Also the way the carbon Pesach was originally brought, that despite the fact that Yidin were in Mitzrayim for 210 years, redu years, nevertheless they shechted the Pesach, which was the Avoy the Zara of Mitzrayim, without being afraid of the Egyptians. As the Pesach says, where Moshe Rabbeinu says, won't they stone us? which basically shows that they acted in a way of freedom, not caring about the Egyptians. So that's regarding the Pesach. The matzah, we also know, has two ideas. First of all, that they didn't have a chance for the, for the dough to rise. As it says, the, they baked it into matzah because they were chased out of Mitzrayim and it couldn't, they couldn't delay for the dough to rise. The other aspect of the matzah, we call it lachmo anyo, which is the bread of the slaves, Nevertheless, even though it's true it's bread of poverty, but nevertheless it's still a concept of food and eating. And definitely the idea that the dough didn't manage to rise definitely shows on a concept of freedom. However, the union of Moror, this seemingly is not a food at all. On the contrary, it represents bitterness, the opposite of food. How could we then say that Moror too shows on freedom? So the Rebbe says, we'll understand this by first explaining the difference between the three, three things of Pesach, Matzah, and Moror in the Halachis. The carbon Pesach was only during the time of the Beis HaMikdash. Matzah, even nowadays, is also Minat On the other hand, Moror these days is only Midrabanon. It's only a Zecher, a remembrance to the Moror that we ate together with the carbon Pesach in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. Now it's known regarding the obligations of the Rabbanon, there's a general question whether it's, uh, it becomes a din in the chefts and the object itself, as all dinim of Torah which apply to a certain object, 
Or is the din more about the person has an obligation to do something, but it's not about the object? Like, for example, we say by a neder, when a person takes a vow, it's not about the thing being us, or it's about the person is not allowed to take benefit of something, etc. And there's proof going both ways, whether something with the Rabbanon applies just to the person or to the object. According to the, some opinions, the surim of the Rabbanon are only on the person. That means the Chachamim didn't place an Easter or prohibition on the thing itself, rather only on the person, that he should not do this particular thing, so that he shouldn't come to do an Easter midoi raisa. As it says, Asum mishmeris mishmart, we have to make extra guardrails. And even though it says in Tanya that something with Rabbanon also gets its highest from Sholish Klipes Atmeis, nevertheless the Rebbe says it's still no proof that the Isur is actually on the thing itself, and the Rebbe is not elaborating here in the Sikha about that. But the point is that the obligation of Morer these days is an obligation only on the person. And the Rebbe explains, in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, when Elikus was in a revealed way, we brought the Karbonis, and specifically the Karbon Pesach, which I said indicates freedom, the idea of a carbon is from the word of Kiruv, being close to Hashem. And we see clearly also with our physical eyes, we're able to see that the physical carbon was, was absorbed and consumed by the fire from above. And there's different stages in the fire from above. At certain points it was like compared to a lion or even compared to a dog. But even in those lower stages, still Elikus was in a revealed way. But the point is it was a fire coming from above. So together with the carbon Pesach, you were able to have also some moror, which meant, meant, means to say that even things that are bitter, that are not really edible, not really for human consumption, nevertheless, we're even able to elevate them along with the carbon Pesach. However, these days, when we don't have Gileelikos, when we don't have the Karbonoi, so then we cannot elevate these bitter things because of the double darkness that we are in. However, says the Rebbe, that's only as far as the murder itself is concerned. That these days we don't have an obligation to have these bitter things, we can't elevate them. However, regarding the person, in other words, not the object of the murder, but the person, the Chachamim tell us that a person should have murder. Meaning to say that by being involved in things that are not really edible, they are bitter. Nevertheless, the person can come to his highest state. Similar to the idea of the quality of a Balchuva over a Tzaddik, that works with greater force or with greater energy. And as the Rambam discusses the special preciousness of a geir, similarly with the Balchuva. This is also the answer to those that argue and say, since Hashem wants we should do Torah and mitzvahs, why is the Ebishter giving us such difficulties and things getting in our way? And the explanation is that it's specifically through the martyr that we come to greater levels. And this is also what the Rambam says, that eating martyr is not a mitzvah, from the Torah by itself, rather it's dependent on the carbon Pesach. In other words, there's a mitzvah of eating the meat of the carbon Pesach with matzah and morer. They are like accessories to the carbon Pesach. So it's not like matzah that's not only dependent on the carbon Pesach, it's also a mitzvah for itself, but morer is completely dependent on the carbon Pesach. So the explanation is, morer on its own is absolutely no Indian at all. In other words, the idea of a carbon is, the carbon Pesach, which has the freedom. So we say that comes through having some bitterness as well. That means if not for the bitterness, we don't really feel the greatness of the freedom. Similar to what it says in a Medrash, that if there's no Ra, there's no Toiv, if there's no bad, there's no good. 
So based on this, we can understand that even Morir expresses the idea of freedom as well, because we're not speaking about a Morir of bitterness for itself, but the whole point of the Morir is only to emphasize and to highlight the freedom of the carbon Pesach. And just like in the time of the Beis Amigdush, when they ate the Morir together with the carbon Pesach, the bitterness was in order to highlight the freedom of Pesach, so to these days when we have the mother on its own, the real idea of the mother is only that we should be able to get to a greater level, similar to what we said before about about Shuvah. And that's the real cheres, the real freedom that we'll have by the carbon Pesach as will be revealed L'asid Lavoy. Says the Rebbe, this is also the reason why we eat mother these days as a Zeichel Mikdash. It's known that the reason why we do a number of things these days, Zeichel and Mikdash, is so that we should be used to them already when the Beis HaMikdash is built, similar to the way we educate a child in mitzvah, so that he should be used to them when he grows up. Now, the way we educate a child with things is things that he's going to, be ha- going to have to do when he grows up, whereas things that he's not going to have to do even when he grows up, so then there's no din of chinuch. If that's the case, it's not really understood. What's the point of eating murder nowadays? If the point is to be used to eating it, but we're never going to eat murder by itself. Murder only goes along with a carbon Pesach. There's never going to be a concept of eating murder by itself. So why are we eating murder on its own? But the idea again is, like I said before, that through the meridus, through the bitterness now, we come to the true feeling of freedom of the carbon Pesach, which will be nizgala la'asad lavoy. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, we could also understand why the Morir in the Cairo is in the middle. Seemingly, Morir bitterness is more connected to the left side, to the side of Gevura, to the side of, to the left side, not to the middle. The Rebbe says, seemingly, we could answer that since Torah is a Torah of Chesed, kindness, so therefore, even the things that are on the left side, like Loisas and punishments, are really all also part of Hashem's. Rachamim, Hashem's compassion, all to do with the middle column. That means the intention is never the punishment itself, but rather, as the Pasuk says, Rachat Hashem, Hashem washes off the filth of the Eden. And like the marshal of a child that gets dirty in mud, and we need to wash him off with water, sometimes even hot water, sometimes you even need to scrape the dirt off. So even though it's painful, but definitely we're not trying to hurt the child, Chas v'shalim, rather to clean him. However, the Rebbe says this is not enough of an answer. Because this idea of toiv and chesed, that's true in all matters of Torah. And nevertheless, since practically we say these are punishments, they don't belong in the middle column or on the right side, but usually they will be put on the left side. So the question then is, why is murder put in the middle? So the Rebbe says that this question the Alter Rebbe asks in Lukuti Torah in Shira Shirim, and he says that the Kaira is set up in a way that the Morer is put in the middle, Kavo Emtsoi, seemingly the Morer should have been put on the left because it's Gevura. And the Alter Rebbe answers that the reason is because the idea of the Morer is to arouse the Rachamim Rabim Hashem's great mercy. However, it's still not understood seemingly, even though it's true that the Morer causes a Soyerus Rachamim Rabim, but nevertheless, bottom line is, it's a concept of Meridus of bitterness, so seemingly it belongs to the left side. How is it different to all other punishments? So the Rebbe says, we'll understand this based on what we said, that murder is from the three most essential things of Pesach. Zman Cheir It's a time of freedom of the Eight Sahara, freedom of all suffering that comes from the Eight Sahara. Because as I said, murder is not an end in its own, a concept of bitterness. The whole point of it is only for the good. In other words, it's not even like the punishments, but rather 
It's completely nothing on its own. As we said before, it's an accessory of the carbon Pesach, or like a spice for the Pesach, which spices are not anything for their own, but rather it's part of the food itself that gets spiced. And this is what the Rambam says, that if one doesn't have murder, that does not hold one back from fulfilling the mitzvah properly, you could still be yoy to the mitzvah of the carbon Pesach without the murder. That means the carbon Pesach could completely be without murder. In other words, you could have Hashem's compassion even without the bitterness. But the Rachamim Rabbim, the greatest level of Hashem's Rachamim comes specifically through the bitterness. And that's why the best way of having the carbon Pesach is together with the murder. But murder without the Pesach is not a mitzvah. That means bitterness itself is not an Indian at all, and the whole thing is only to help out with the freedom of the carbon Pesach. And the Rebbe concludes with the Hayra for our Avoidah, just like all general Hashpa from above comes through Avoidah, as it says in Bechukhoiseteleich, if you follow my mitzvahs, then I'll give you the rain in its right time. And the reason for this is, because seemingly you might say, since Hashem is the ultimate of good, and the nature of good is to do good, why shouldn't Hashem just give us things without Avoidah? But the idea is that that's exactly the point. Since Hashem is so good, He wants it should be something that we get as a result of our avoidance that we deserve. It shouldn't be as bread of shame, something that we didn't deserve, that we feel ashamed about. As the Gemara says, a person would rather a small measure of his own work rather than nine measures of his friend, even though it's a smaller amount. But since it came through his work, it's more precious to him than something that he got for free. And the same thing is true with Avoida. When we, something comes easy without anything holding back, without any, without any issues, without any problems, the person doesn't feel as much that he really deserved it and earned it. Only when there were certain obstacles or certain, certain things getting in the way, a certain bitterness, and he overcame them, then he really feels that he deserved it and that he earned it and that it belongs to him. So since this is the case, it's worth all of that is that bitterness, even for that one little measure, as long as it's his own, especially that through the Avoid, he will get all ten measurements, and it will all be his. And this is the reason why that for a short moment, moment Hashem seems to have let, uh, abandoned us. But it's all because because of Hashem's great mercy, He will gather us. And this is the idea that the murder is only an accessory to the Pesach. That through the meridus, through the bitterness and overcoming all of the maniyas v'yikuvim will come immediately to the Pesach, which also means skipping and jumping, skipping over the mountains, and all, all Yala, Peres, Lefanen, the Mashiach will come, they'll break through all the barriers, Bukhar of Mamash.